We're about to kick off an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio, brought to you by the fine folks over at, where else? Geekinthecity.com. If you enjoy this show, and I think you do, the best way to help us out is just spread the word. Uh, tell everybody that you enjoy listening to Geek in the City Radio on whatever social media platform you use, as well as giving us a five-star review on sites like iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or iHeartRadio. Those reviews go much farther than you would ever imagine in helping us climb the metrics, which uh, just gets us more listeners, which just makes us a bigger and more nerdier family for everyone to enjoy, which we're going to do right now with an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. Stuff that makes you scream and shout. Hit the red alert. We're going more back to 12. Thanks for pressing play. Now we're gonna save the day. Alright. Why hello! And welcome to issue 634 of Geek in the City Radio. I am your incredibly grumpy and frustrated host, Aaron Duran. I am your Waiting patiently, Beanerita. Yeah. And we have guests tonight. Hello. And I am you... your lemony fresh Christian. Uh, hello. I am your kind of out of adjectives, uh, Edelin. Oh, we used them all up. Sorry. How's, how's it going, everyone? Uh, Pretty you know. good over here. <laughs> doing okay i suppose uh so yeah everyone who uh, i'm just gonna say right here like uh, we use this new app uh that up until today has been great like i figured out all the fun things i can do with it and then apparently i learned that sometimes their ability to log in just doesn't work and then they block you for 30 minutes that's yeah. Which which by itself is maybe not the end of the world. Unless, of course, they don't happen to have live support. None. What are you at all? And guess what they don't happen to have? <laughs> they don't have live support. Happy customers? No. That's mm, I don't have that either. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to speak for anyone else. I don't know anyone else who uses this app. So, yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, hadn't heard of it. Yeah, they allegedly have like like hundreds of thousands of users, but I mean, sure. Look, up until this moment, it's been very good. So yeah, because I, mean, I don't a... think that we're like writing this app off yet in terms of like how we how we how we make this show happen. But maybe we're not done searching. Uh, <laughs> man, I am so don't want to do that anymore though. <laughs> Anyway, a, a little a little peek behind the joys of podcasting and streaming curtain. Um, it happens to everyone. I think I was watching like some role playing stream that averages like ten million users or viewers a <sighs> month, and even there's the first ten minutes are like can't get audio to work. Don't know what's going on. Please bear with us. So 
it literally doesn't matter who you are. You know? Everybody struggles with technology. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just logging on with you guys, um, my computer decided to suddenly attempt uh, to have audio come out to me through some phantom <laughs> thing that doesn't exist. So I couldn't hear you. And I'm going through going, what's wrong? Oh, it's... <laughs> It's made yeah. up imaginary speakers and is trying to use them. <laughs> Sounds I, coming out somewhere in Tierra del Fuego. And yes. it's so much fun. <laughs> so I have this. This is actually why I stopped using it. Above me, I think some people have seen me post about this before. I have this cool light bulb that is also a USB speaker. And in theory, like it's really cool and fun. But it'll accept damn near any strong Bluetooth signal, and it allows itself to be overridden at times. Whore. So I'm down here <laughs> listening to music. I think this was like last Thursday or something. And I'm just, you know, bopping away to my tunes while I'm writing. And then I hear it go, boom, boom. And then it says, I won't give who they are, but it says like, blah, 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 connected. Okay. Then I hear some hardcore porn fucking coming through my speaker and it wasn't and, yours and it, it wasn't mine because i like all good people use headphones when that's happening um <laughs> and turn off bluetooth mm -hmm. i don't know who it was uh getty wasn't home so it wasn't him huh. um jen was working so there's no way it was her as well it's the attic um, people uh but we do have neighbors that are technologically not super sad my money's on one of them. Ouch. Yeah. Weird. I absolutely so assumed it was Getty. <laughs> oh, no. It's a this, good was first like middle, this was like 1 o'clock on a Thursday. Jeez. What does that have to do with anything? I still would have thought it was Getty. On a Thursday. I don't know the man's work schedule. Well, I'm just saying. Or his wank schedule. That's true. Wow, there you go. Nicely so done. here's how my day started. Hey, the device. Uh, yes, my, my very own personal torture device. The Theracane. Mm -hmm, I've got one. Mm -hmm. I love it. Actually, I might use it right now because I am in a lot of pain. Take that, Daredevil. That's a that's a powerful martial arts tool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I did get my back cracked. There you uh, go. There's that. That's magical. And I learned that like one can one can have their leg pulled and it'd be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Did they do that thing where they uh, check to see if your legs are like different lengths because you're using your hips? Weird. No, but probably because I've already had that done multiple other times by other rehab specialists at the hospital. Um, by the way, I was greeted by three people like who just knew me on site when I was there this morning. <laughs> so that's how my life is going. <laughs> Uh, wait, well, because you're Portland famous or because they're like, here comes the girl that's really broken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like the only non-geriatric who's in there like almost every week at this point. <laughs> and every, I, 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 I keep seeing more and more people. First, like the regular rehab guy and then a pain and yoga specialist. And then today it was a chiropractor. And then like I'll be back to see the other one next week. And they're, they're trying to book me for more appointments. And I'm like, I can't. I'm going to be with your coworker that day. Welcome to old age. I'm not old. I know I joke about it a lot, but I'm actually not old, you guys. And it's not right. Just, just look it's what not... you have to look forward to in like, you know, 
couple years then. More of the same. I know. I'm going to be like in a wheelchair before my parents. Hot. Or, or you know, I maybe I'll just try to be like really classy about it and get a vintner's cane. There you go. Yeah. What's a vintner's cane? I feel like I should know this. It's got a pointy should... end, right? It's got a corkscrew inside. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh, okay. And probably other cool, you know, like useful things for for wine aficionados testing soil and whatnot Ooh, just get something with a pointy bit sword cane sword cane sword cane flask that's gonna say that they do make those not that i've ever searched for them with a uh with a taser in it (laughs) i like how we're essentially turning denise into the penguin in a few years just different canes no comment She's my favorite supervillain. I'm already a short and stout, so I'm like halfway there. I just need to be a little more crazy. And Penguin lot, or Teapot? And, and I, I would like to think, need to look a lot more like Danny DeVito before I officially, you know, like can be mistaken for. No. Hot. You, no. <laughs> Do it. I don't know if looking like Danny DeVito is strictly required for being the penguin there have been yeah. others yeah that's true that's true that's true we've got a new one coming out in like three weeks is there a penguin in it yeah um is it jim carrey no well forget it i forgot who it is but someone who doesn't look like the penguin uh, yeah they're they're doing the yeah they're doing the hyper real batman riddler yes, sort right. of thing because <clears throat> you know what the batman movies haven't been enough of lately is dark That'd be a nice ter- a nice change. Is yeah, to have I would some, love maybe a dark, some... hyper-realistic Batman in my cinema versions mm, of him. Mm. Just been too light lately. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Norm says that, uh, look, y'all, uh, I'm not a super villain. I'm an awesome villain. Okay. Okay, Bro. that's fine. Sure. But now I do kind of want to hear you squawk like the penguin just to see if you got that down. Uh, give me an example. <laughs> you got to do that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that's kind of a Batman '66 version of him. Oh yeah, Burgess Meredith, baby. Yeah, little Burgess Meredith going on. (laughs) Threatening, but also precious. You're an animal. You're an animal, Rocky. Threatening, but also precious is kind of like my whole life goals. So yeah, where you're at, right on track. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell's Penguin in the new one. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really hit or miss with Colin Farrell. Same, huh? He was Bullseye, and now he gets to be a Penguin. I hated him in Daredevil. I don't remember him in Daredevil. That's all. That's Bullseye. That's when he was Bullseye. I, yes, I understand. Yeah, I just don't remember his performance at all. Did I don't remember that movie it. at all, actually. There's <laughs> yeah. probably a reason for that. That's your brain trying to protect you from trauma. <laughs> yes, I'm denying it. Continuing Just harm. Fiercely in denial. Okay. Norm also asked, wasn't the set of the Adam West Batman almost basically just whiskey and sex fest? Uh, according uh, to Burt Ward. According to Burt Ward. <laughs> uh, he even joked that the porn parody that was made a few years ago, he's like, that's not that far off. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. So anyway, yeah. So what? Yeah, the tech <laughs> issues have thrown this entire show into chaos right now. Um, this week, we're going to be giving our review of the indie horror flick Student Body, 
as well as a season recap and our thoughts on the book of Boba Fett. And um, as uh, I think a few people asked online, yeah, we're going to end up spoiling the book of Boba Fett. Like, I don't know how we do a whole season recap without, you know, spoiling it. And plus, you know, it happened almost a week ago now. So that's how the internet works. You get 48 hours. Yeah. You know, statute of limitations expires. Right. Uh, as you can see, <laughs> Cable's not joining us. Oh. Um, uh, he is on assignment. I think he's actually mentioned it. It's a, We talked about it last week. He His work shindig got rescheduled to precisely right now. Yeah. So, I mean, he's having fun. So. I hope he's. Yeah, I hope he is. Yeah. And it oh. takes two of us to fill his shoes. Oh. Even if, yeah. if we even do. Yeah. Just to attempt it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Okay. You needn't bother. I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> he has, however, sent his thoughts on student body. So oh. yeah, so we'll yeah. still get to hear from hear from Cable from beyond the streams. <laughs> <laughs> that could that could have gone better. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, do we want to get started, or do we want some more of this shenanery first? I feel like we need to get started. You know, <laughs> we started late. You know, thanks, yeah. Melon. Boo. Boo. Uh, what do you want to start with then? Should we dive into student body or go into Book of Boba Fett? Let's, uh, let's, do, let's do student body because I think that that's going to be like our bigger thing okay. tonight. Yeah. Um, so uh, for anyone who didn't catch last week's show, uh, Aaron did do a press junket interview with Leanne Kerr, the writer and director of the film. She was an interesting um, person to talk to. I was not expecting her to be so young. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't either. I mean, I do, you know, my due diligence of Googling and whatnot, and I, you know, learned she was young, you know, from that. But even then, I was like, man, she's already got a feature film. Yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm useless. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, she was really fun to talk to. So, um, yeah. So I think I think Christian. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the movie. I don't know if you watched it with Denise. I've seen it twice. Oh, okay. So we've all seen it. Awesome. Yeah, well, we watched the we watched the screener, and then uh, after it released, and you know, we after we you know gotten a chance to catch the interview, uh, we thought it would be a good idea to watch it again. Which mm-hmm. I think I also mentioned last week. I'm like, it's kind of nice to watch a movie after you've had a little bit of insight into like what the director's thoughts and feelings were on mm-hmm. on certain yeah. things and what 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 they were going for. And change your, it can change your own perspective a lot. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm going to cheat here a little bit, and actually, uh, Cable was nice enough to actually write. Like, Did he the do blurb. a synopsis? Oh, well, he man. he wrote like the blurb that's pretty much taken from the site. So, like you said, uh, written and directed by Leanne Kerr, uh, high school student Jane Shipley seeks to mend her splintering relationship with childhood best friend Merritt, and fit in and fit in with her rebellious peers. When Jane's math teacher oversteps his bounds. An apathetic high school administration forces Jane and Merritt to take matters in their own hands, driving their relationship into further turmoil and inciting deadly consequences. That is a pretty good synopsis. Yeah. It doesn't um, give away too much. 
No, I mean, the trailer does show it as like a a high school, I don't want to say throwback, but like homage to 80s high school slasher movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, but definitely, but definitely it's, but it's, but it, it has a, uh, the that modern element of like okay this teacher did something not great and and that and that is sort of the impetus for for a lot of what happens in the movie yeah right um so yeah i mean where do we want to start on this one like over i mean i can say like overall like i enjoyed the film it's you know it's got some misses for me um i feel like there's some references in the very beginning that don't really get revisited a whole lot for me. Yeah. Especially the, the, the more childhood elements, like the elements of uh, Jane and Merritt when they were younger kids. Um, that's not really revisited, at least as in my viewing of it. They touch on it, but at no point do you ever get a, um, a very clear cut or, or like well narrated um, establishment of like we, we used to be close. This is what happened, and that's why we're not close now. And yeah. then that this is how we feel about our relationship right now. It sort of is given to you a little bit at a time over yeah. the course of the movie, um, and just uh, just enough to hint that something mm-hmm. happened. I guess. I think even as as you're getting toward the, towards the more climactic parts of the film, uh, they do uh, dig a little deeper into that relationship. But even then, it's it felt like it was lacking something, and I, I don't I don't know if it's that they just like cut the scene in a way, or you know, like wrote the relationship in a way that is incomplete, or they I don't had know. to lose. They, maybe they had to cut for for time or pacing or something like that, and decided to try to trim it down. Maybe. Yeah. That's yeah. Maybe. Also, um, yeah. Like you, you get the idea. And there's a lot of there's a lot of um, allusions to things. A lot of them. There's like a, a lot of of references to things that we don't know more about and they're, you know, it, that kind of builds up the, the, oh, this happened or I was your new mom. And, but there are so many of those. I really thought that they would come together in, you know, an explanation or a little bit more of a, an overt, here's what happened. Right. Right. Yeah. And you get that with both uh, Jane and Alice as a, sort of a love interest, but again, like things happen before that can really get explored. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the like potential romance between Nadia, that's Harley Quinn's character, um, and Eric, uh, who I think they just called French. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's like very obviously uh, Harley Quinn Smith's character has romantic feelings for, for him and she's trying to, have that moment with him and it's just like falling totally flat. Um, and then and, without giving too much away, they do not get to revisit that, that topic. Just a tease. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it's not that the character of French wouldn't be interested. He's very much portray- portrayed as 
the person who is pretty much clueless on all levels. Yeah. Right. He's no, kind I, mean, of... I think I think you get the vibe that like he has feelings for her too, but in that moment he is he's super oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also because he's just blasted to the gills. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know. Because kind of, again, that throwback to classic teen slashers, they end up, you know, breaking into the school at night and find all the hooch. There was also, there was a super um, strong Breakfast Club vibe there, too, with the getting, you know, where they, in Breakfast Club, spoilers, they get stoned. And and then there's the, the, there's the dancing montage. Yeah, you know, of all them dancing together, just and and I thought I, I would guarantee, or I would I would bet at least that that was definitely in um, Kerr's mind. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of choices that are that are callbacks to films that were probably pretty formative on her while she mm-hmm. was drafting this one. Right, yeah. and she mentioned no small number of them in the interview, so you know that she is a, you know, like a movie buff. Yeah. And then probably has drawn a lot of inspiration from a lot of things. Uh, but right. Christian, yeah. that reminded me of another like very sort of Breakfast Club-like element when they're sort of like coming down off that real strong party vibe. And mm-hmm. so like that's that time where like the talk maybe gets a little yep. bit too real. And those would be the scenes where like way too much gets revealed in a moment of vulnerability from, you know, like the characters who are like too fucking cool for this to begin with. What about you, dad? And even then it did not really stick the landing in terms of like, wow, that shit just got really real. It almost did. I think I feel like it wanted to. There was a lot of that, that weird game of, how much money to do something to the least kill. amount of money to kill the person you hate the most. Yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. kind of thing yeah. and that went on for a while. And I was hoping that that would lead into maybe a little more revealing of, of character and stuff, but it didn't. Um, I, do, I do have to say, um, so I actually missed the, like the part of last week's episode where, um, you interviewed or you were doing the interview thing with her. I was in class. Um, And so I actually went into the movie completely blind, (laughs) had no idea even (laughs) what kind of movie. Just, you know, Aaron said, here, watch this for the show. Go. (laughs) So I sat down going, hmm, student body, wonder what this is about. (laughs) Oh, I was genuinely had no idea it was a horror movie until the first beat of like, where it turns right oh wow like, is this like a coming of age thing? <laughs> um which so is the first... nothing against the movie it i walked into it completely blind and was just like okay here we go watching it um so it was just a very that... fun way for me to um experience yeah it. that's <laughs> actually kind of no in... homework before. that's actually kind of interesting because you're probably like the opposite of i was going into it because i was like all right give me about 15 minutes of character development so that I give a shit when these people start being killed. Cause spoilers, it's a horror movie. They're going to start getting killed. That, that's just the rule. Yeah. And for me personally, part of me was like, come on, get to it. That's I, yeah. The horror fan of me was like, get to the killing. But you know, I you had no idea there was killing to be done. I was like, you oh, had is this like one of those coming of age stories with rich kids. That's 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with like a little, like maybe a little bit of commentary on on Me Too and yeah. women not being believed and power yeah. structures. And you're oh, like, oh, here's serious. a guy with a here's a guy with a sledgehammer now, and they're locked in there with him. Wait a minute. The phone. The score sort of changed a little bit, and there was like a a little bit of foreboding. I was like, "Oh, oh, is this a horror film? Oh, this will be fun. Maybe that guy will get killed." (laughs) (laughs) I was really, really, really mad at the administrator guy that kind of. Oh my god, the principal. Yeah, I was like, "Man, I hope this isn't horror film, and I hope he gets it." That was way over the top. It was, yeah, it was, and I was like, "Yeah, how dare." Um, but yeah, I walked into it completely blind because I mean, normally I would look, would have looked up, you know, more and stuff. But I just, mm. I like, this is my homework. Here I go. <laughs> I, I think she did a good job of the, and the big problem with modern horror movies is if they don't take place in the woods, why don't you just get on your phone and call somebody, or why don't you just break a window and get out? That's what I would do. Right. But she, she right off the bat just says, "Okay, here's what's up." Boom, boom, boom. There was heavy, and, heavy foreshadowing with yeah, yeah, yeah just really yeah. yeah. I did like I I did like the um uh I don't I, I I'm going to assume it was intentional, but the the part about putting in just ramping up security systems for the school, um, I thought was was beautifully ironic in that. It mm-hmm. does exactly mm-hmm. the opposite and keeps them trapped right. inside. Also, yeah. it's very uh, um, corporate sponsorship of yes. American education, which was which was because even during the football game, they like have the 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 owner of the glass company or whatever come out and showing off like, his wares. That's how. Un- yep, that's what they the do. Unbreakable glass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It finally it kind of gave me shades of. Um, like the early early parts of like Wayne's World, where they always make fun of the sponsor for coming mm-hmm. on, and like I even you know in high school where I went, like we always had like you know the Lassen High Boosters is proudly sponsored by you know Domino's and like the Noid would come out oh or whatever God. the, the uh, Noid lucky. would come out and and he'd throw coupons at halftime to get you know a one dollar slice of, of pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> Vaguely recall there being some advertising, but mostly like in the school newspaper, like there would be advertising pages. And when I was in yearbook, we had to go get advertising stuff there. But um, very pretty, pretty unobtrusive at the at the sports ball games. That's good. Just like little flyer. That's pretty good. Sign things. I was curious, like. And this is going to be some spoilers for folks. So the math teacher, do you think he really was inappropriate to Jane? Or was that Merrick being like, look, I come from rich money. If we just accuse this guy. Mm. Like, well, well, no, no, no. It is. I mean, he's a dick to Jane for sure. sure. I'm he sorry, wasn't you appropriate, said, you said but Merit, wasn't... but I, am, I, I heard Jane and I'm like, no, no, no. I actually implied that Jane doesn't come from money. Um, no merit. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, sorry. Um, you know, I, I could really go either way. I, I think it part of it, or I think it's it's as likely that the guy like crossed a line as it is likely that merit is just like, 
let's just fucking take this guy down because I, you know, I can get the principal like wrapped around mm-hmm. my finger. I knew shit right. on him. I, my family is rich and powerful. He absolutely um, crossed a line. It just wasn't a sexual line. And she just sort of implied that it was. Right. Okay. Even, Moral. even still though, I mean the, um, but he became absolutely freaking lutely unhinged and she yeah. had every right to be like oh, i sure. am not comfortable here for well, sure yeah for sure but if, I, I know that um leanne kerr like talked about like just with like the the gore sometimes not showing it is worse mm-hmm. and so she True. i think that she leaves it really open to interpretation by wanting you to like take it as far as your brain wants you to go with it that's and actually, um, that actually makes me want to jump to something that Cable wrote okay. uh, with the kills. He said, um, when student body veers from a studying teen angst to seeing slasher horror, it does it efficiently. The choice to be minimalist with the kills was effectively jarring to me. Uh, spoilers, both Nadia and Ellis's deaths were so quick and so final, so real, it raised this tension almost immediately. Uh, that's, uh, very elegant kills. I, I agree with the 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 minimalism there was i felt that they were there was minimalism in the violence and minimalism in the sexuality you know like in you know horror movies it's if you have sex you're gonna get killed there was uh was there a kiss at all there was almost a kiss there was almost a kiss until the vomit you know what i mean that that's 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 like everything was everything was very um reduced yeah in in its intensity oh and later there was almost a kiss and then there was a sledgehammer <laughs> yes right yes yeah. yes they didn't quite uh, make it right so it was all very it was all pretty chaste honestly yeah no <laughs> and, chaste, very uncommon for a teen horror slasher chaste yeah. is chaste is a good way to put it it was it was very um hands-off in, yeah. in in many ways, yeah. uh, which the implications I was... that like there were like things that happened and you know hookups and stuff, but it was not front and mm. center in the story, and it wasn't front and center. Merritt did say that that she and Ellis, or Ellis said that that he and Merritt had hooked up, and it didn't mean uh, once or twice, and it didn't mean anything, and so yeah. it was it's it's in the story kind of, but right, but everything just felt a little bit. I, I was making notes when we were watching it the second time and, and the word light comes up a lot. It's just, you know what I mean? Like everything is just a little bit lighter. Yeah. And the kills never felt, this happens a lot in horror, especially in teen slashers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, especially when a, a woman is the, the victim of the killing, it didn't feel exploitive. No. Um, mm-hmm. this, this, the killer in this movie just fucking hates these kids and wants them all to die. Which well, meant- all but one yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so one could who- also argue this: this is the most violent uh, exploration of uh, grooming that has ever been made. Yeah, <laughs> all right. And I mean, towards towards the end, you know, the the classic last girl alive moment was mm-hmm. pretty pretty choice, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. Without I, going I- into detail. I wish they had. I wish they had spent more time, um, around, um, raising suspicion about who the killer might be. There, That's there another were... element where, like, yeah, there's a red herring, but you didn't spend that much time on it. So I don't know how well you really sold me on believing 
it might have been this other person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are a lot of things that. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it pretty much telegraphs it pretty quickly that it's. I mean, we could just say it, that it's that it's the math teacher. Oh, there we go. I mean, they I they lean into that, that pretty heavy. I don't know that it was ever really meant to be a mystery. The 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 other illusions felt like, you know, just the the mad accusations of of drunk terrified teens not not a not not a mystery necessarily yeah. but that's like that's a pretty popular trope of of yeah. of horror movies is like you're like oh it's i bet it's this person because look we found her diary and she yeah, said their hate book some terrible things god i'd love to read but that never book. but never but never <laughs> followed up on it to the extent where i thought maybe that was true yeah uh, I wish that they had gone a little further or gone a little further into your penis and you either book would have been fine from the movie uh, <laughs> yeah. to talk about. Well, in a way, this is like the anti scream where they do like the killer is on this poster and it shows 12 characters, yeah. <laughs> you know, this and they're like, no, that's the killer. You know. I mean, <laughs> the killer is this like, guy. Why even spend any time with giving the teens uh, time to talk about how it might be the coach. I would have believed it was Brody. Yeah, more more often than yes, except for there wasn't a whole lot of tension between them until uh, until Brody punches French, and then French just kind of goads him into it until it happens. Right. So, like, yeah, there wasn't that. There was that sort of like um, ominous tension suspense about you know oh, the killer could be anybody um that would have been nice that would have been yeah that, I, I think it would there was the option if you open the door we should we should be walking through walking into that room at least a little bit and all That's we did fair. was like see from a distance that the door had been opened I really wanted to hear more about that diary because it really the, like the way French described it and plus like yeah. they showed her the PE teacher with the mug that says lumber logging regional champ and she's got like she knows how to yeah. use an axe or whatever <laughs> I'm like right. and she's got this seven bottles of whiskey in her drawer and a diary of horrible things and I'm like oh god come on yeah it was it was it was it was well well beyond a non-zero amount mm -hmm. which they like like yeah Maybe yeah. the coach. Can we? Well, the one element of this movie that I thought was perfectly done, like totally to to archetype and and performed, is actually the the, the character of Merit. That was good. Everything about her great. just exuded mean girl, like just like rich bitch you know, too cool for even my own friends. And somehow I'm still friends with this weird loser vibes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I in, like compare, like stack that up against any other, like any other character of that type. And I think that it is, they are on par for sure. Yeah. Um, she was fantastic with that. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. She had a really good, you know, a good monologue character monologue moment. You know, the, 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 bursting forth and coming yeah. clean and stuff. That was really nice. But I also even really appreciated like how unfucking subtle she was about stuff. So, you know, so, <laughs> so Jane and Alice are going to go off together, look for her bracelets, you know, and, and she doesn't care for that. And so immediately she's like, 
like my mom's gonna nail my labia to the wall if I'm not home knitting I, a knitting a doily when she comes home tonight. Really good dialogue. Uh, like, yeah, you could not be any less subtle about the fact that you're like, if you guys go off together, I'm gonna leave without you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there there's multiple instances of that, and I. Like you could look at that as like maybe like a lack of nu- nu- nuance in the writing, but I actually, for her character, really appreciated. Like she's like, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to be honest with you, but you know, I'm not being honest with you. I'm just being a bitch because I don't want you to do that. <laughs> right, and she has an opinion of like, and also Jane, you owe me for all that I've done for you. She mm. is. She's actually quite mean to Jane throughout the whole film, even though they're they supposedly love each other and are long time childhood best friends. Merit's yeah. so resentful of well, everything that she had to do and everything that that Jane has. Mm-hmm. And she made her look yeah. like an asshole. And there is a weird kind of darkness truth to the fact that um the math teacher, Mr. Onspock, for all the horrible things he does, he does kind of help Jane pull all of her layers away. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's wrong and it's messed up. Yeah, but there is a twisted argument that Jane might end this stronger than she started and not completely broken. She's going to remember uh, the memories of her previous clones. <laughs> Hold a Duncan Idaho on her. Yeah, okay. and I mean, even before she has her like final face off with on Spock, she. She already does things uh, to, I don't know, take the lead in her own life. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's totally, yeah, absolutely. And that's so, not where she's at when we meet her. No, we're not at all. She's now. like this like mousy, weird girl with str- scraggly hair and dirt on her face. And a concerned yeah. look. I'm not sure what that's about. She actually has like unbrushed hair. She live in Even the woods? The- it seems she like went it, into the woods. There was it, some dialogue of her, you know, really loving nature, and so you first see her, and she's like, "Oh, was that was that in order to make her look awkward uh, sure. up against the cool was, kids?" I, I wasn't. I thought at first they were like, "Is she going to have some weird power that is going to be like nature focused, <laughs> and we're not going to see it until the final battle?" And I'm like, "Oh no, woods. she just likes the woods." I mean, that is popular right now, but. No, but like, but like, just because you walk, take a walk in the woods before school is not does not explain why you have tangled hair. Yeah, yeah, and dirt. I mean, okay, maybe roll, the maybe the dirt, but not the tangled hair. Roll right. in the woods, yeah. <laughs> um, I also mentioned something that Cable said, and I, I actually, I also agree with him on this. I was, um, I've, I've enjoyed her in what few films I've seen her in, but I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised on Harley Quinn Smith. Because she kind of always plays, like, at least what I've seen her in, she kind of plays either, like, the vapid blonde or kind of the squee kid. Mm. And in this one, I kind of liked her being, like, the angry jock. Yeah. <laughs> that actually literally her, what seems to be her regular personality. <laughs> from that seems to be like... the real Harley, actually. <laughs> yeah, from her yeah. guesting on, like, Kevin Smith's podcast and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. it's, it was very close to you know what she was as as it, her that's, really nice. yeah uh, that i wondered if how much of that performance was was her and how much was the character i think she brought a lot of herself 
to the yeah she's a jock but also she wears fishnet stockings and a fishnet apparently a body suit uh, <laughs> uh, you know what i mean like that yeah. stuff that's like i don't think that's the what the character was described as in the script i think that she brought a lot of that to to the role and, and right. it felt felt natural that way i thought that was nice yeah well, and she's I, always and I, been pretty fashionable so. I see. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, and i did kind of she probably has my favorite out of all of them like personally for me she probably has my favorite death in the movie but i'm also a sucker for the character that likes go without me and like locks the door mm-hmm. no matter what you hear don't turn around even though i knew like oh she's dead yeah but you know um i was not expecting how just anticlimactic yeah it was like one punch tr- dunk, down i'm like well i guess that is what happens if you take a sledgehammer to the head but i guess this that- is what the penguin would really look like I want more fantasy in my horror. It makes sense, though. Like, just because she's athletic and angry, and Mm -hmm. I think she had, like, a crowbar? She had a crowbar, yeah. Does not necessarily mean you're going to get even one hit in against someone who's probably killed before. If I want realism in my horror movies, I'll watch the news. (laughs) (laughs) Womp womp. Womp womp. But I yeah, mean, no, no, that, the temple is pretty much, you know, that's it. Th- these the are, end. Yeah, it's yeah. that's the that's your buttons right there. Part. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're not. No, it, I, I mean that's true, but like I'm like oh, <laughs> I'm like so geared up for like horror movie trope that like that happened. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a very diverse cast, wasn't it? It was actually, yeah. Had two white people, and they were both weirdos. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, I like the the kind of the the, the more uh, comic relief, not you know what I mean, the, the more the comic relief um, characters, which right. is usually reserved for minority uh, actors in the olden days. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. I do, I did, I did appreciate that for sure. No, that's well, it, and that's that's true. French and uh, just keep referring to her as Harley. Nadia. Uh, Nadia. Nadia. They did have the most humor elements to their to their characters and their their types. They were the they were the least straight ahead in their in their arcs or whatever. Like right. not at least serious, I guess. I saw someone online that had saw this movie, and they're like, "There's no way." Harley's character would be that it would be attracted to that just super nerdy <laughs> dork guy. And I felt like replying like, have you seen her boyfriend? I was just gonna say that. Have like that was that was a lot of like <laughs> natural casting there, actually. And that's not a dig on anyone. It's like, you know, it <laughs> so yeah. I can tell Denise is looking her up, re- looking him up right now. I am oh looking- wow! Oh, oh no no! Those I was like, oh my god! It's exactly the was same. that not him? It looks exactly like it's the no, same it's movie. not him, but it looks almost exactly like him. Wow! All right, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I actually really dig that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I overall like I I enjoyed it. I'd recommend it. Um, um, no, I think she actually might be dating that guy. They have a lot of pictures together. Oh, Maybe it's that is not him. the same guy. Austin Zadger. That's that's the same guy. 
Oh. From the movie. Ooh, oh. Did they meet on set? I mean, unless they're doing a Lady Gaga and uh, what's his face, you know, where they did that romantic Satan? performance. Satan. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. No, that really is him. They've been together since uh, 2019. Okay. Neat. Mm-hmm. I should actually know because I listen to Fat Man Beyond and sometimes Kevin mentions how she has now finally moved out and is living with her boyfriend. And like he lived with them during the lockdown because he had yeah. nowhere else to go. Yeah. I or like it was never him no, mentioning that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, there there have been other dudes. I'm not like finding dates or whatever, but there have been other dudes. They're all kind of goofy looking white boys. Very Nothing tight, wrong with that. I mean, You've seen her parents. It worked for them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Norma is in the chat when we were talking about um, how it seems like that angry jock might actually be like her actual self and not the character strictly that strictly her character that she was playing. Um, Norma says, oh, that's just the universe balancing itself out because Kevin Smith gives a golden retriever, you know, who ate an edible gummy energy. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's not. I've actually seen reaction videos of both of them, like watching superhero movies, and they act identical. Yeah. Is she a big sap too? Oh yeah, she's a huge yeah. sap. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. apple doesn't fall yeah. far from the tree there. Yeah, that's nice. It's, um, it's uh, really cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? And uh, their their podcast, Vegan Abattoir, is actually kind of hilarious. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think you might dig it. I don't think it's available. It's available streaming almost everywhere. You can get it on Prime. You can get it on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there'll be a physical release of it um, one day. Um, Someday. Yeah, I don't know if like hardcore slasher horror fans are going to dig it. Like if you go into it thinking you're getting like a version of like My Bloody Valentine or Prom Night, like you're not getting that. That's kind of what I expected. I, I really did expect modern horror really ramped up the uh, the gore and whatnot. Yeah, so. I actually had to watch it twice to kind of reset my expectations because the trailer makes it think that's what it is and even the poster mm-hmm. does to an extent. Yeah. So I didn't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, so like even knowing fuck all, how did it work on you? <laughs> you know <laughs> sorry. It was a the murdering was a pleasant surprise. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, being that I walked into it completely blank, um, you know, I just sort of sat back and enjoyed the ride, and you know, took it as as mm-hmm. like little teen figuring out your world thing that then turns to violence. I am and totally just sort gonna, of let it happen. <laughs> I am totally going to tweet that quote to the filmmakers and production company. See if they use it as a blur. Murdering was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> that was really good. And like based on you know having watched the film and also having like listened to that interview and the conversation that you guys had, I, uh, I mean, is it going to be like uh, it's not it's not a groundbreaking film. It's not genre bending. It is a exactly what I think you can expect from a, like a young budding auteur who has a lot to say about, you know, things that she has experienced in her own young life. Yeah, that is true. I, I, I definitely watch more forthcoming from her, see where she takes it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see what else she does. Uh, well, you know, like, yeah, she mentions it in the interview. She's working on a ghost story. Coming of age ghost story. She said that's what actually scares her are ghost stories. Yeah. So. She don't mess with Haints. <laughs> well, if she comes at it with the same kind of, I don't know, subtlety that this movie had, um, that's going to be real interesting. I, I definitely watch it. I I kind of dug how subtle this one was, and it wasn't just like, gore, it was sudden, and, and the, the fear was um, very natural, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> oh, I nice. do have some oh, technical things. Uh, okay. And what, when... When Jane goes to see the principal, uh, the the teacher after school at the end of the day, and the clock says two o'clock. Two, yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was pretty early in the day. Two o'clock. Um. (laughs) And the other one was every time that they were like blocking the door with a with tables, you know, to like keep the dude from going in. I'm like ninety nine point nine nine percent sure that doors were would open the other way. So all he has to do is open the door and then climb over the table. You're not actually preventing him from opening the door. I thought you were going to mention Merritt's ankle. Oh my god, Merritt's ankle. Yeah. it's At one point, Merritt has like a busted ankle from getting, I don't know, sledgehammered a little bit or something. The point is she's not supposed to be able to walk on it, but I don't think she actually commits to which ankle is the injured one. (laughs) Oh. And either way, like whichever one is supposed to be the bad one, like, like you're you're getting around just fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was nice. Room to room to grow. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. So, still watch it. It's it's a fun film. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just don't just don't look at too many details. Like Maybe I, they didn't have a script editor or something. Or yeah, yeah. what is what is the title called? Uh, supervisor. 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 That's the yeah. word I was looking for. Continuity. Yeah. Continuity. Yes. Yeah. I know film things real good. <laughs> That's Movie. good. Well, you know what this is going to be. This is going to be a good spot to take a break and talk about our sponsors. First up, of course, we have Guardian Games. They have been with us since before this podcast was even a podcast. And uh, like them, we keep growing together. Um, you can find them, I haven't even said where they're at, that 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. Now, like I usually talk about like their bigger events and stuff, you know, like Magic Drafts or Pokemon Night or Free Play and D&D and all that stuff. What I don't think I talk about enough is that Guardian Games also has a ton of small press and indie games or rare games maybe that are, you know, initially only published in Europe or in Asia if it's available, Guardian Games works really hard to get it. So you don't think you have to drop like 150 bucks on three hardback core rules to you know get your you know get your gaming on and stuff. There are a lot of fantastic uh, independent and affordable board games out there. Um, if you like your horror and sci-fi, like if you want to maybe get like your Deep Space or your Alien vibe on, there's this great indie game called Mothership. It's it's basically the size of like a big zine. Um, it's fantastic. That's just like a small example of some of the options you have at Guardian Games. So don't feel like you have to go to, you know, your Chaosiums or your, um, you know, Steve Jackson Games or your Wizards of the Coast to get your role play on. 
there are some great independent games out there put out by small press or even just single creators that have a vision for a game. They want to share it with you. So get down there, check that out, um, and ask anyone who works there, like, hey, I want to check out some of these indie games. I want to kind of stretch my RPG horizons and whatnot. And you know what? They'll they'll steer you right. So check them out. Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. And when you're there, be sure to thank them for sponsoring Geek in the City Radio. And up next, of course, is Bridge City Comics. Uh, you know, like I was just talking about at, uh, at, at for about Guardian Games. Um, Bridge City Comics, you know, Michael, you know, of course, carries everything. You know, DC, Marvel, Image, Dark Horse, Oni, uh, which you can order Season of the Bruja right now. <laughs> um, in fact, please do that. That'd be awesome. Uh, but, you know, like the major publishers, he's got them all. But Bridge City Comics also likes to carry small press and independent comics, uh, some that aren't even in the Diamond uh, Previews catalog. These are just folks that are out there hustling, taking their books door-to-door, or contacting them via email. I I have done that. I will probably do it again in some time in the future. Um, don't think they're like, oh, Aaron's sold out. you got a publisher now. Like, no, that's never how it works in comics. You're always hustling. Anyway, when you go in there, like, you're going to see a lot of small press, independent, and some zine stuff. As soon as you walk in, there's a shelf on the left there. Check it out. You know, um, you know, Michael takes a risk on carrying these folks. It's not much, but it's still valuable wall space. And if you know retail, you know, wall space is money. So Michael goes out of his way to carry some of that stuff. So, you know, check it out. Maybe you'll find something new. Maybe you'll find something you wouldn't know you were going to enjoy. And you will find it at Bridge City Comics, 3725 North Mississippi Avenue in Portland. And when you're there, thank them for being the sponsor of Geek in the City Radio. Well, we can go from... The student body to the sands of Tatooine now, right? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I, all I think about is, uh, yeah, bat. <laughs> he turns into and he turns into a Mandalorian and and runs away. <laughs> Boba Fett. That would be awesome, actually. That's great. <laughs> but not you, Guillermo. <laughs> Denise, what are you doing at your desk? Sharpening a pencil. Nothing. Your mic picks up everything. Work, working Sorry. on her toothbrush, toothbrush shiv, <laughs> prison yeah. shiv. Yeah. For the it's inevitable just that my day. desk is where all my stuff is, but now that I'm not at home all day every day, I'm never with my stuff unless I'm doing the show. And uh, I'm like, oh. Right, I'm at my desk. That's where um, that's where I can fix this like pop, like busted ass pop socket and stuff. That's where my stuff Sorry. is. Sorry, it is. This is where all my things are. But I don't wait. Hang that out you my can't. Desk you can't use your desk like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 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 <gasps> Friday. I'm in love. I'm at work all day. I have a different desk now. My desk. Well, that's my, where I'm a my... Viking. But like, okay, never mind. I was like, but you you get home after work and you still have your desk. But my desk is where I work. You don't want to bring your work home I, with you. I go I go to work and I have a I sit at a desk and do things there. And then at the end of my workday, I come home and I do not sit at this desk because I am done working. No more jobs. I have yeah. sort of that same issue when I'm working from home. I'm sitting here, and then if I want to craft or do anything in in my layer afterwards. I'm at this desk here. <laughs> <laughs> totally different environment. Yep. Yeah. Just a little turn. A little 90 degree. <laughs> <Different>. <laughs> Makes all the difference. 
Fett. All right, so yeah, book of Boba Fett. Um, awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, Very you can dive into details and stuff. Um, since I didn't go into it thinking it was going to be every story that I made up in my brain over 25 years of how I think Boba Fett should be, mm -hmm. uh, I was just there for the ride. <laughs> it's, a, it's old Boba Fett, too. So, you know. Yeah. Except, for, the, well, except for all the flashbacks. Right. But, like, <laughs> well, he was even kind of old there in the flashback. Oh, you mean, like, when he's a kid? No, I mean, like, right after right after the Sarlacc pit. Like, that's it picks a, that's his flashback goes back to right the last time we see him. Right. And then and what I, happens. And I guess then he's, like, 41. So he's Because he's supposed to be, he's, like, mm -hmm. 46 and... I've heard folks like, "What? Well, he just looks so much older." I'm like, "Well, you got also act, baby." And I had to do a bunch of math, and then finally, I'm like, "It's fine." Well, and also, it's like Indiana Jones says, "It ain't the years, it's the miles," and yeah. that's those are some hard miles being a space bounty hunter. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. and then yeah, like being partially digested. Yeah, Sarlacc. Yeah, and yeah. then wandering the desert when your body's not designed to wander the desert. That's a good yeah. point too. Yeah, yeah so. Yeah, now yeah. yeah. Well, I got past it, that pretty soon. And we it, it don't know exactly how long he was essentially a slave for before he finally like won their hearts. So, oh, that, with the Tuscans. With the Tuscans. Oh yeah, I guess in my mind, like that was like a six month period. I don't, I don't know why I decided. I like I stuck on that, but that, that, that's that's, fine. that's yeah. yeah. I mean, any amount of slaving is is too much. So <laughs> let's get that on the record. Yeah, Definitely, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they were slaving him or if they just enjoyed abusing him. I think they enjoyed abusing him. Him and the, yeah, uh, and the Rodian. That that rat. I know. Jeez. Snitches get stitches, Rodian. That's right. <laughs> I would say overall, it wasn't my favorite of the Star Wars um, series that have come out, but I didn't right. hate it. I eagerly, like every week, you know, want was ready to watch the next episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and I think it works better if you if you go into it, and I guess the title makes you think this initially, but if you go into it thinking this is going to be Boba Fett like kicking ass and taking names for seven episodes, like you're going to be disappointed. But it's not. It's more like an anthology of Boba Fett's life and how he wants to essentially start over. Because mm -hmm. everyone in the show, even when he wasn't really in an episode... He's connected to every single person in that episode one way or another. Yeah. So this is the book of Boba Fett. It's like how Jesus isn't in every chapter of the Bible but, or of the New Testament. But like, you know, it's his book, technically, I guess. Yeah, right. The New Testament. You know, no, it, so. it is. It's, a, it's, about, uh, it's about a guy who has aged out of, essentially aged out of his profession and needs to pivot to a new industry uh and but eventually you want to get out of the line cook business and be a manager right but what was i saying oh yeah not just leave the 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 job but leave the the way the job made you because right. you know you know he became a lot more moral and a lot more ethical even though even though he's a crime boss he's like an ethical crime boss i mean yeah he, yeah he is a crime boss but like also look at it from his perspective he has seen the republic the old republic suck 
He has seen the separatists suck. He's seen uh-huh. the empire. Pretty much, if you don't have something to offer him, somebody, the empire or the world republic or the separatists in terms of credits or spice or physical labor to be exploited, uh-huh. like they don't give a shit about you. And he's like, this is Tatooine. Yeah. Like, even though it has basically become the most important planet in the galaxy for some reason, it's still. <laughs> fuck all happens here read another planet um uh yes no absolutely the when your when every government that you have seen and you've seen several has failed you all you can do is is do for yourself you know what i mean like yeah. when when everything that every government treats you like a criminal you set yourself up in crime but that crime is protecting you and you see that uh, he says that i think in the last episode too like these are my people i'm going to protect my people yeah yeah do it he's a renegade yeah i would love like i know a lot of time's gonna pass and i don't think we'll ever do this but part of me would love to see tatooine i don't know a year or so before the force awakens and, you know, he's going to be much older. He'll be in his 60s or whatever, uh, late 60s or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would love to now show up on a Tatooine that is essentially united, like the, the Tuscans run a lot. Of, like, it's a united planet. It's built up its own thing. Maybe they've got water to flow again. And, like, you know. And and how can this be? For he is the Kwisatz Haderach. That's right. But I love the idea of like General Leia, so you know Organa, like mm-hmm. going here and be like, "Look, I know we had beef, but like I'm going to need help." And he's like, "Nah, no, I, I can't afford. I can't afford. I got to protect my people. I can't yeah. afford to be running around." Yeah, and he's like, "Also, what did your what did it, what did your government lead to? Oh, another yeah. budding war." Yeah, she's what like, is- "What happens when the new order comes? Eh, I'm going to tell them to go pound it. Also, mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll they'll be dealt with because Tatooine is a harsh place to combat." Yeah, and we know this planet. They don't have desert power. That's right. That's right. It's going to bring it all power. back. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I like that. I, I did. I did like his. Um, yeah, I like. I liked the story. I liked that concept of him abandoning yeah. his uh, being a bounty hunter, going out, 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 out into the galaxy, and instead just kind of focusing up and circling up mm-hmm. and creating just your own little space. The introvert uh, Star Wars fan over here was like, yeah, that's where it's at. Just pile all your stuff around you and defend it. Right, yeah. That is basically what I I dug about it. (laughs) Like, yes. Yes, I do want to see this. Please tell me how you deal with the local magistrate. Yes. (laughs) I love that stuff. (laughs) Robert Rodriguez, man. Rodriguez knows how to do that stuff. Oh I mean, yeah, I'm a Trekkie. I'm all about that space diplomacy. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, tell yeah. tell me all about the ins and outs of your bureaucracy and how you're going to destroy. <laughs> and I just wanted to see the baby again. I would like, and you did a little and bit. You did. In his yeah. mithril shirt. <laughs> I know. I always think that too. It yeah. is such a, a chain, a little chain link, it and is a, very light silver. Yeah, it is a kingly gift. It is. <laughs> I love Amy Sedaris's character, and I was so excited to see yes! her. Yes, 
she just that one little bit in the last episode was just gorgeous. Just love her. Perfect. I don't think we've seen Amy Sedaris go full Amy Sedaris since Strangers with Candy. She's done a lot of stuff over the years, but <laughs> right. Greg and I were definitely pointing out, like, oh, that is such a Jerry Blank moment. <laughs> the <little laughs> things that she was doing. The one like, thing from her I never would have expected was like the hardcore broken tooth spit out and then shooting back. Like the, <laughs> you know, you know. That was hey, really she's good. a tough old Tatooine broad. Okay, she's a frontier lady who likes yeah. uh, she likes furry things. But she's she's also worldly because she knew the phrase "the force works in mysterious ways." Uh, yeah, yeah. Not that, that many, not that many people talk about the force. That that's that came up um, a, a little a few days ago. How how much news gets to Tatooine? Yeah, that's where Luke Skywalker's from. But does any backwoods moisture farmer know what's you know? Like, I gotta focus on what I'm doing here. We got a new government. Uh, okay, somebody blew up the old right. one or whatever. I do feel like some of the towns like. Maybe not most. I also like how they suggest that most Isley is still a shithole. <laughs> You're like, no, no, we're not going there. Um, <laughs> but I get the idea maybe that there are like, you can do like star tours almost. Um, where like most Espas trying to like drum up tourism. They're like, come to the home of Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Why? Walk in the steps of those who brought balance to the force. And like, they get history all wrong. Yeah, you know, just whatever you know, works, whatever gets yeah. butts in the seats. Yeah, here is where the deadly bounty hunter Boba Fett was thrown into the Sarlacc. We're gonna have to fix that part of the tour. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, totally. Come to Trejo's Tacos just outside Boba Fett's palace. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to see more of him. I did too. I did, I did too. too. We might. I know oh. we're gonna get an action figure eventually. There's no way that doesn't happen. Uh, oh yeah, no, that he's such a huge, you know, everyone loves uh, Danny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I knew he, the, the moment I, I realized this was a, the moment I realized this was like a co-Robert Rodriguez joint, I'm like, he's showing up eventually. Either as a voice of a droid or they're just. Candle burning yeah. right now. <laughs> Yay. Mine's oh. over there. Um. Yes. Oh yeah, because uh, what's his name does the voice of Boba Fett's droid, Matt Berry. Matt Berry, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, uh, which is going yeah. to be a tie-in to Matt Berry's new movie that's going to be in the BBC first, uh, Toast of Hot Toast of Tinseltown. Toast of Tinseltown. Yes, yeah. I've been cast <laughs> in a Star in? War. Uh... Well, the whole point of Toast of Tinseltown is he leaves London because he has been cast. He's like, I've been cast in a fantasy sci-fi epic that I can't tell you about. And the next scene is like, I'm in a Star War. <laughs> so I figured Matt Berry's like, you know what? Let's just make a movie about me going to do a voice in hot. Yeah. And he's like, screw it. I mean, yes. That'd be really cool. Uh, we'll have to catch up on Toast of London, but yeah, yeah I can do that. Um, um, yeah. Big fan mm-hmm. of Matt Berry's entire catalog <laughs> i'm a big fan of westerns so the uh but just all of book of boba fett has been has been a joy for that's me. for me is when star wars works best when it's either a samurai or a western film which in the grand scheme of things is the same thing 
kind of the same thing. Very similar. Yeah. Very, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got a live Cad Bane, which was cool. Oh that was super cool. He was uh, really good. I, I think I, people have been talking about it so much as like this, like Star Wars fan wet dream for years. Well, ever since live the live things became a thing, um, to the point where I'm like, it's not going to happen. That's just everyone's wishful thinking. And so, you know, you start, you, you see that silhouette from the distance and you're like, is it? I think it's, no, it can't be. It is. It's. I mean, that, it's the hat that comes up like that. And it's like, oh. And he's like that much more of a character in real life uh, versus the animated. He's frightening. He's really like, he really. Oh, yeah. He really puts off so much more of a of a threatening threatening no, vibe. Is a bad dude. Do not fuck with him. I had no idea. No. I had no idea. Up. I thought he was great. He was my favorite part of Clone Wars, and then turns out he's a bad guy, and I'm severely disappointed. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's awful. I think that's also the one time in all of the Book of Boba Fett where I had that jump off my couch of like, oh shit, oh shit, <laughs> like. Part of me kind of felt like we're probably going to get Ahsoka and Luke and maybe Groot. Like, I felt like the, the the quote cameos we got, even though it was an entire episode and a half, um, I kind of saw those all come in one way or another. I did not see Cad Bane coming. I wanted it to. And I know Cable was hoping to. And I was like, yeah. is that almost too deep of a cut? Like, even for Filoni to be like, I'm going to bring this one in from the Clone Wars also. <laughs> That um, shot of of Cad Bane and and Cobb Vanth, just hundred percent Western showdown in the dusty town. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I got the good I, shivers. I kept expecting to hear that lone harmonica, the like the opening of Once Upon a Time in the West, just that yeah. slow. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. as soon as that deputy came out, I'm like, "Well, you're fucking dead. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna ruin all of this. Yep, you screwed up." Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Um, so all yeah. that happened was the last episode. That's the only thing that happened in the entire show. It was just, yeah. just, um, just I mean, it was a lot of buildup and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, how, I feel like, go ahead. How did you feel about the, the extended Mandalorian, uh, mini season 2.5 kind of yeah. thing there? Yeah. 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 I liked it. It felt weird. Um, like it felt weirdly out of place. Mm-hmm. Like I'd have been happy with, um, uh, oh my god, I'm going blank. The assassin. Uh, I got nothing. With, all I can think of Wins, uh, Wen's character, who she plays, Ventus. Fennec, uh, Fennec, Fennec Shan. Oh, yeah. I have expected when she has an episode, when she has an episode where she says, "I've got some favors I can call in," basically. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm like, okay, that's that's the Mandalorian. Sure. That that's who it's gonna be. I kind of thought we were just gonna have him show up ten minutes into the next episode of like, you know, you called, you know, mm-hmm. and that was gonna be it. I didn't expect the whole like, here's a weird mid season for you. Just oh. yeah. I mean, I love. I missed him. You know, I missed his voice <laughs> and and everything. I missed the baby, but yeah, it was really kind of jarring for it to be so extended in the middle of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, 
zero connecting it back to what Boba Fett is up to in those two episodes. But I think it's just there to start to remind us all that Filoni and Favreau are building to a much bigger, with all these shows, with Ahsoka, Mm -hmm. with um, the other one we're going to get. Like, I I feel like they've made no kind of secret that the fact that, like, in a couple years... We're getting the Disney Plus movie. That's all. That's leading all to this one movie. Oh wow! With like the edge of Star Wars characters. That wow! Awesome. I like you know. the edge. Yeah. yeah. All. Like, all. Well. Go ahead. Well, I would like a a series uh, explaining the um, the lives of these uh, these brightly colored um, the mods space mods. I found them fascinating. And the fact that uh, final episode, there was this like rivalry between them and the like more rural kids. I need to know more about that. I need that. I, want I need kids on level. bikes. <clears throat> this guy right I'm here also, is, your, is your mods people. Uh, right need, there with you. I need more of them. I need to understand them and their ways because there's a story there that was not served here and I understand why it's not because it's not about them. It's not about but them. holy crap, do I need to know all about their lives. Yep. Yep. And where they hang out and what they do, what their home life is like. City and kids. more about this this uh few rural kids mm. and give it to me. Yep, <clears throat> I was <clears throat> from the moment <laughs> from the moment they showed up. I'm like, oh, it's their body modification kids, these mods. And then they came out, and I was like, oh, uh, are you showing me scooters? Are you showing me scooters yeah. with lots of review mirrors on? Space of mirrors. I was like, Quadrophenia. Yes. I do want to interrupt you just briefly to yes. point out how excited you are about those scooters. And yet when I start talking about scooters, you quietly leave the room. Ah, shoot. I'm going to have to buy you a parka. That's not going to cut it. Carry on. That's the first step. Whenever, whenever, whenever you're ready to start the scooter gang, I'm ready to go. You know what? I now I'm more into scooter it. gang, by the way. I've been ready. Bitch, I've been coat. ready. Get my coat, get my skinny black tie. Hell yeah. We could all cosplay as the mods. Just I'm drive down. around town causing a ruckus. Causing a ruckus. On Beans Ruckus. On Beans Ruckus. I just, again, like, I it felt them. they didn't yeah. feel like they really super belonged at first. And, like, it was kind of a weird, jarring thing. Just, like, brightly colored amongst this background of tan Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that, the moment I got like a little nugget of context, I was like, "Yes, but tell me more. Yeah, give, give me more of this context. Isn't that a thing? Because though? This is fascinating, and you know, I love a good mod. Yeah, uh, yeah. just isn't isn't that a thing though? The the you know, you grow up in a dusty tat like you're the only peacock in a you know in the chicken coop. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta I be to me. Know about them. Mm-hmm. I need to know all of their names and all and of how them, you like their likes you, you know find each, you find each other too yep. yes yep you know. and you know that's why they were stealing water that's why we had to talk to steven root the, <laughs> three were, the mods were stealing water why to wash their bikes that's right yeah they were, you're not going to drive around your 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 sand scooter all dusty no. and sand no. pock that and stuff. Needs to shine. that's what you do 
in the yeah, I mean, that's all you have. You know what I mean? The same mm-hmm. thing with the mods in England. Yeah. Like that's what you had. You had fashion, and you had your and you had your uh, scooter. Yeah, yeah, they brilliant. Yeah, it, yeah, and it weirdly also kind of reminded me of like lowrider culture in Southern California. Mm-hmm. You trick like, out your thing. You may not have the best house, and you don't make a lot of money, but your lowrider is so good. Everything yes. about it, and you spend every waking moment and money mm-hmm. keeping it cherry, keeping it's it fresh. That. It reflects. It's it's how you present yourself to the world when you go cruising, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The only downside to the mods was that the chase wasn't very good. It just wasn't shot no, very well. It wasn't. But that's a technical thing. My guy didn't um, get shot, so I, that's all I care about. Spoiler. I feel like they all kind of survive in the end. A couple of them get plugged, but you then see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that was something that like. I don't care what some quote hardcore fan Lucas would totally have created. The, Are you kidding me? He put a fifties diner in his movie, right? Yeah. You Jet know, he, he literally had a scene that was a copy of American graffiti and a new hope. And people were like, George, come on, man, you got to You got to cut this scene. But I really like cars that go fast. It, look, just pod racing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like echoes. Even if it was like something rhyme. that he would not have approved of, I don't care. Mm-hmm. He's not the boss of Star Wars anymore. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Although I do like that apparently Favreau and Filoni invite him back all the time. Oh, good. And are like, what do you think about this, George? And he's like, that's pretty cool. He has definitely pretty become like a, like the um, like the Brian Wilson of Star yeah. Wars. I think he's even directed a couple scenes in The Mandalorian. Like They're like, you want to direct this? I'm like, okay. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let me put your hands on the camera. Yeah. Action. Action. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you know he would be a he would have to be a huge nerd for the volume. That's like apex of technology filmmaking for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just got to yeah. be the, his it, favorite thing ever. It's like doing CGI without having to have the CGI. You yeah, know, looks, looks even more real. Um, Norm talk about Black Cranston. Hip tossed a guy and then shot him. I like that was a good shot. That was nice. Santo, that was cool. Santo, <laughs> that's I, a fun nickname for him. Santo. I do. Black Crescenton was another character that I never thought I would see in no. live action. Like he does not. Or no, I should take that back. I'm like, no, no, no. Sir. I think he only exists in the comics, right? Doctor Afra. Yeah, Doctor Afra. Mm-hmm. And then some Darth Vader. But would, uh, so that was I. It had never once occurred to me that I would see Black Crescenton on on a live action. That's pretty rad. Yeah, that was didn't, rad. Didn't they have? Didn't they actually admit that there is a Doctor Afra show in the early planning? I thought I remember that. I, I thought I, I remembered that. that. I wouldn't be surprised to see her show up. That means we're gonna get. That means we may get the murder droids. Murder droids. I know. <laughs> I love those guys. I mean, now I just want Disney Plus to start adapting some really good of the comic arcs. Like, I would love for, I would fucking love for them to do Vader Down. I don't know if mm-hmm. any of you read Vader that. Vader Down was good. Yes, absolutely. Jeez. That was just fantastic. Yeah. Vader Down was amazing. Mm-hmm. Especially because uh, Vader even has that kind of Rorschach moment when he's literally surrounded by rebels. And it's the whole, like, no, you're down here with me. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'd go with that uh, or Rogue Squadron. Doctor Aphra, I'm super excited about though. I really enjoyed that series. So yeah, I hope that's a lot of fun. Come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who would you want to see cast as Doctor Aphra though? Ugh, I, oh. I I'm always bad at these. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Scarlett yeah. Johansson. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, she could be an Asian character, I guess. Okay. Yeah, she's done it before. What can't Dr. she do? I mean, Dr. Afra might be Asian. We don't know. Um, Pretty sure she is. She's yeah. kind of presented with some of those with some of those features. Like as 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 Cable has often said, it's a tricky line to walk in that there are no Asians in Star Wars because it's Star Wars. There are no Mexicans, there are no Japanese. It's it's the same thing he has with like Avatar. He's like, it's not Earth, therefore, but also you have to walk that line. Yeah, know? that's that's true. That's true. No, none of them none of them are real ethnicities, but also don't be a piece of shit. Um yeah. Norm is pointing out that he's bummed about uh Jennifer Beals' character uh dying uh when um when that's when that mob bar gets mm-hmm. blown up. Um, By the Camtono. Man. Uh, oh, what just happened to my light? Uh yep. but my argument is she didn't really have a story arc. Like, yeah, she was a cool character, and I know that, like, a lot of fans of the actress were really excited to see her, you know, do a Star War, but she didn't have a story story, so... She wasn't given a... Yeah, you're right. She wasn't given a a depth of character. That's true. I mean... I don't know uh, what else one would do with that character. I do want to point out the little bit of, uh, we have to keep this character alive because the kids and the old school fans like him. Uh, before the bomb, there's that panning shot, and it is the first time we realize that Max Rebo is not in the bar band at that time. <laughs> he is always there, and when that camera does that 360 pan mm-hmm. of the bar and you see the band, I'm like, yeah, Max Rebo, uh, he left. So close. Oh, I totally so close. missed it. I, yep. I guess I don't get excited about Max Rebo. I do not. Uh, he's also not on the sailing barge. There was a Star Wars like collection of short stories, and one of them was the Max Rebo band. I think it was just called We Don't Do Weddings. And it really explains like how he always realizes like it's time to go, boys. Time to time to get paid and move on to the next gig because something's gonna I, go down. I remember <laughs> you talking about this. Tales yeah. from Jabba's Palace. Hmm? I was think it? it was Tales from Jabba's Palace, yeah. 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 Uh, also I just thought maybe for Dr. Afra, uh the actress uh Rinko uh Kikuchi. Oh, I know that name. Do I? Uh, most people know her from uh, Pacific Rim. Ah. Yeah, she's one of the Jaeger pilots. Oh, yeah. I could kind of see that. She oh. has a face that implies funny but an asshole. Yeah, that's... Like, and I, I, like, like, yeah. I, I could see her being an asshole, but in a way that is amusing to the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, okay. that's a good... That's yeah. definitely a good... Uh, Good way to put that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was in uh, the Brothers Bloom. There you go, Disney. Give me a Star War now. Yeah. Star his war. Okay. If you were given a, okay. If you're say okay, you're given a ten episode Disney Plus Star Wars show. What do you do? Ah, never. That's the bot gang, duh. <laughs> uh, uh, oh my god. 
um, Figure and Dan and the Modal Nodes. They're the Cantina band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of crime. There's a lot of drugs. It's very. Uh, I think it's like I would I would love to see that as a very noir sort of uh, Dan's the guy and he hates his job, but he's got to pay the bills and he's in deep because he's been losing money on pod racing or whatever. Um, got to play these shitty gigs. He takes the gigs that Max Rebo won't do. Like the rivalry, but between him and Rebo, uh, very um, all about Eve. He gave Max Rebo <laughs> its start. And now Max Rebo is playing at Java's Palace and Dan's playing in this shitty cantina in Moss Eisley. <laughs> oh, God. It's all coming out. I'd I'm watch that. Yeah, I'd watch that. Sure. <laughs> why totally not? Watch that. I wrote a song about. I wrote a song from his point of view uh, uh, on my on my last uh, solo album called "One More Happy Hour," and that's that whole day. It's like very Tom Waits sort of. My life is terrible, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, while we're playing, it's all right. I like uh, I like Norms uh, focusing on the one the last remaining daughter of Daphomir from Jedi Fallen Order. Please tell me more about that. Oh, that's good. She's all that's left after the. Uh, a bunch of basically the empire wiped out all the witches of Dathomir, and she's oh. the only one who's still left. Okay, um, pretty. Cool. I would love a series about the witches of Dathomir. Their aesthetic and is throw, so cool. You can throw in those other guys too. Um, yeah, the Knight Brothers. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Okay, I believe they're called the Knight Brothers. Yeah, yeah. I just love whenever the the leader of the witches speaks. It's literally like the voice of all who came before her. So there's always that echo that repeats everything she says. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> That's rad. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm easy. I just basically do Lando's eleven. Like I just do Lando Heist. constantly scamming absolutely everyone, <laughs> like every chance he gets. Is he just barely? getting by like like the next the next big scheme is to pay off the previous scheme that yeah basically i just don't know if i place it before he gets cloud city or like a couple years after jedi where he's like i don't want to be in this new republic that that no whoa i don't want to there's desk life is not for me there's no (laughs) there's no profit in this and you ask me to i'm gonna sit still i don't think so Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Why not both? Yeah. Or that, that, yeah, he actually has, like, a position within the New Republic that has to do with literally with, like, trade and taxation, and he's just milking the system from both sides. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, yeah. There's, there's, you can find, crime is where you find it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm. I love it. It's how, in his mind, that's how he teaches the people who work for him to get better at their job. The moment he finally gets caught is when he's like, well, now I can quit. My job is done. <laughs> I was doing it all for yes. you. Yeah. Uh, yes, Lando, your job is done. You're fired. I right. so. There's no more I can teach you. You're Congratulations. Welcome. <laughs> and then he releases a smoke capsule so that he can disappear, but he doesn't get out, out of the way fast enough. So like, you can still see Kate I saw you go around the corner. I can still see your cape. Every time. <laughs> oh, my God. And that also means that, like, once a year, in my own headcanon now, Lando and Hondo meet at, like, some CD bar and swap stories 
and profit and loss with it last year and realize that half the time they're screwing each other over. And just, it's like a <laughs> neutral ground. Money back and forth. Yeah, they're just ripping each other half the, half, half the time. And they're like, you know, Lando's like, Hondo, you sly devil. <laughs> you got me again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that neutral ground where they can like tally up. But don't forget that yeah. time on that planet. That was you. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> All right. Check. That's one yeah. more for me. <laughs> that would be really cool. Yeah, treat it like I don't know if anyone reads like the Callahan series from Spider Robinson, but you totally treat it like the bar. Yep. Callahan's bar. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No 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 fighting, no nothing. It's just yeah, that's your, your neutral ground. That's yep. really cool. Or um the the Continental. Yeah. No business allowed. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I love it. All of these. Yeah. Throw it up a little bit. You know, yeah, mix it up. You've got assassins. Yeah, basically, it's just the underbelly of Star Wars, the show. Yeah. Everything that happens underneath the shiny surfaces. Yeah. I like that. I like the dirty. I like the lived-in universe yeah. a lot. Because just imagine, like, you know, Landy be like, you're hearing Boba Fett's trying to run Tatooine? There's going to be no <laughs> money there. I mean, he's welcome to it, you know? <laughs> Better him than me, friend. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that would be so great. All yeah. right, Bean, we give you time to think. What's yours? Um, you know, well, so Norm already beat me to like the Witches of Dathomir. Which that's a, that would be a great one. That's one that I always would love to have more of. But another area where I'm like, I mean, maybe some of the books and games that I've never, you know, engaged with cover more of this than I am aware of. Um, but um. The huts, the culture, like the the families, the or clans, whatever they're calling them, and like their whole, like you know, like the the core stories give you this one guy, and like I think I probably grew up thinking like Jabba the Hut, he is a hut, like that is the race, mm-hmm. but it's it's more than that. Like I think it's not just their race, but that's also like who they are socially, uh, like in in their power. It's like a family, but it's also a race. So, like, to really break that all down and, like, get to, like, really get into that mob family world with them. Sopranos, success. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a Sopranos type thing. Because I know that, like, like the solo movie touches on these crime syndicates. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But I think that, like, the huts are a bit more old world. Wow, yeah. You know, like... New York gangster style criminals and it would be fun to have that style of story be told in the Star Wars universe. They have a very different code, an older code, kind of like the Godfather versus the the, the new whether well, we don't deal in drugs like right. the, it's the new stuff or like the Pike Syndicate who are like just pew, 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 and then the huts are like eh, mm, there's no, that's not that's not elegant. Yeah. Lots right. of death is bad for business. Mm. Yeah, that's a great idea. I'd love to I see mean, that. they've kind of hinted that the Huts were kind of the only crime syndicate that had controlled a big chunk of space. Like, it's in Phantom Menace. You can't land there. The Huts are gangsters. Like, it's Hut space. Mm, hut space. Right. You know. And the, they're all, but also, they're big enough and powerful enough that on Tatooine, when they come to reclaim from Boba Fett, uh, you know, Jabba's throne, essentially, mm-hmm. 
they're willing to barter or like like negotiate and ultimately walk away from it at least for now like mm-hmm. they're like we we can deal with this in our own way a different yeah. way at a different time like it's not so precious to us because they've got their hands in a million pies it's not yeah. one of those things where if you step to me i have to crush you kind of ego driven right that new uh, world sort of thing yeah that that yeah. very new world thing yeah no i like that a lot that's really mm-hmm. cool it's- it's literally a thing where you can see they're always running the numbers and being like, nah, not worth it. We'll come yeah. back when they're weaker, when it makes more sense. We've got time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the deal and they up. can't be affected by Jedi, or at least not mentally. The, yeah, they, that's oh, right. I did not remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deal Warlock says that uh, she would enjoy a, a Steve Irwin style show about the different animals and beasts on different planets. There's your that's, fantastic beasts. That's a big recall. They can get mad real quick. I'm gonna touch it. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. Yes. I would watch. The, yeah, I would watch that like crazy. Oh, I also apologize to any Steve Irwin fans because I don't know what he sounded like, so I just made that up. Yeah, yeah I mean, you weren't totally off. Right. We got the idea for sure. Mm. Mm. Australian enthusiastic gonna touch the thing. Gonna touch. <laughs> Want to touch touch the fishy? That's right. <laughs> Grogu can host it. Oh, you're gonna eat so many animals. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Just a cooking show with Grogu. It's like will it, <laughs> will it blend, but but will it Grogu? <laughs> nah, there's no way he can fit. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, I do like that part where Luke basically has to acknowledge, like, I have to. I I get no force out of this little guy if he's not eaten. Yeah. Grogu, uh, uh, the the first uh, um, Jedi school dropout. <laughs> Jedi school dropout. Do, 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 do. Poor guy. Uh, yeah. Grogu eats nature. Is a great. <laughs> that's a great nice one. Will it? Will it? Grogu. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm going to go back and watch that scene with uh, Amy Sedaris again when the when the X wing. When the X Wing mm-hmm. starts to land, and she's just everything. Stop it! Hide that. <laughs> Over there. Put that away. Put that away. Also, <laughs> I love the concept of like. So Grogu chooses chooses the chain mail. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "All right, you know, a deal is a deal." I told him I would take him back to you know to the Mandalorian. So you know, Luke's got to go to Ahsoka, and is like, "Grogu has chosen." Uh, I you know. As you know, by my honor, I promised to take him back to Mandalorian. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm gonna hop in the X-wing. Uh, where'd he go? And she's like, uh, he went to Tatooine. Fuck that place. Never going back there. R2, why don't you go ahead and? <laughs> why don't R2, you go this one's on you, good buddy. Yeah, go ahead. I, you know, yeah, almost no, died there twice. I ain't going back there. I'm not pushing my luck. I mean, if you had the choice, you would you would send someone in your place too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, I need you to take this to Susanville. Nope. Yeah, no, yeah. Nope. You got this, buddy. I'm using an astromech droid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Well, that seemed like a good place to wrap up. Yeah. yeah. One last one from Norm. Jedi School Dropout is the name of my all hurdy-gurdy My Chemical Romance cover band. Um. Well, since we already made the quick little joke, a quick little bit of news from Paramount Plus. 
They're putting out a Paramount Plus feature film called a musical Rise of the Pink Ladies, a prequel to Grease. Wow. <laughs> That's neat. Okay. Finally. Yeah. You gotta get you gotta get that in before your market expires. That's right. Right. Um, <laughs> Greece, Rise of the Pink Ladies. That's a hell of a thing. I yeah, I can't tell if I'm excited that I don't recognize any of these names or. <laughs> yeah. But I know, mean, it just it just won't be the same if they don't cast forty year olds to play high schoolers. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. That title yeah. sounds like a threat. Also, just wanted to put that out there. Big ladies. Little bit. Rise it, of the. It, it sounds like we're going to be attacked by mutant apples. Yeah. Rise <laughs> yeah. Attack of the Honeycrisp. That's a real Northwest joke. Yeah, it was. You know what we're doing. Yep. They would be pies no more. <laughs> it's a, uh, is it a movie? Oh, no. It's yeah, a, a movie. It's a series. Is oh. it? Holy moly. Okay. It better be a musical. They said it was. Okay. Well, I can't, I can't even imagine like anything Greece related not being a musical. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I Here. can almost guarantee I will not be watching that. I cannot make such a guarantee. And they're doing a, they're doing a Beavis and Butthead movie where apparently they're older now. Oh dear. Mike, well, Mike, Mike Judge is writing it, so I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I might watch that. No, that's yeah. probably watch that. Everybody who everybody who enjoyed the Super Bowl halftime will probably be is just in hog heaven right now. Uh, and I Teen Wolf is going to get Teen Wolf is going to get a series called Wolf Pack. Nope. Oh, nope. fun. Yeah, it's not. Here, I thought you were going to be bringing up uh, the new Star Trek movie that will be coming out. Oh yeah, also that. Uh, <laughs> It's Wait, official. Bury the lead. The the Kelvin <laughs> timeline is getting one more movie. Like Abrams confirmed it, Variety reported it, Hollywood Reporter did it. Yeah. Uh, the same person who directed Wandavision will be directing it. Okay. And I forgot the people they brought in to help, but they're basing it off a script that has already been written that is apparently pretty good. Um, yeah. And they have flat out said there will be no checkoff. They're not replacing Anton. They're just gonna. Nice. I don't know how they're gonna handle it in the script, but he's just not gonna be in it. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I seriously was like expecting somebody to mention it all episode. Oh my god, yeah, I totally <laughs> forgot. I do hope they just bring back. I hope they just bring back Jayla. I like her a lot. I would just you know just put her in the. She was put her in the a really popular character, and like yeah. I remember them speaking really really highly of her in in the making of you know like stuff. So yeah, yeah. not yeah. outside of the realm of possibilities. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah. Yeah, good. I like those. I like those folks. It's a good. It was a good crew. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Knuckles is getting his own show Ugh. with Idris Elba doing all the uh, stick sticking around his knuckles. Sexy knuckles. Yeah. Anyway. I have nothing to say to that. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, that's where we should wrap up the show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Cable will be back next week. Uh, well, yeah. Well, with that, I'm Aaron Duran. I'm Vanerita. I'm Christian Lipsky. I'm Edelin Bruja. <laughs> Yay! We'll talk yeah. to everybody next week. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Farewell. That. <laughs>